You are listening to Connect, Inspire, Create, and welcome to the next episode. I am your host, Carol Clegg, your accountability and productivity coach, sharing tools and topics on how to focus on simply establishing the foundation of your business, focusing on mindset, management, and marketing, and helping you track the progress. Our conversations include entrepreneurial journeys others have taken, marketing advice, and so much more. And now, on to the conversation. Welcome to episode 99 of Connect, Inspire, Create. And today we are going to be talking about keeping your eye on the prize. Here we are at the beginning of the year, and this is going to be, I think, an encouraging and insightful conversation. I am joined by my guest, Susanna Riker, and she is a digital expert and business coach, helping yoga teachers and wellness entrepreneurs build a thriving online business. She is also the host of a podcast, so do make sure you check that out. It's called Blissful Biz, and every week on that podcast, she brings you productivity tips, online course strategies, and mindset shifts that help you create the business of your dream. When she's not in her home base, which she shared with me is in Hamburg in Germany, she is exploring Europe in her camper van with her dog, Luna and looking for beautiful hiking trails, and as she says, free Wi-Fi so that she can work on the road. So welcome, Susanna. It is so nice to have you joining me. Welcome. What a beautiful introduction. So thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I am excited because right now, Susanna, yes, she's on the road, but tell us where you are and, and why you've just taken a mini break. I'm in Ericeira in Portugal. That's a small little surfer town, one hour north of Lisbon. Um, so yeah, it's winter in Portugal, um, which is maybe like summer in Northern Europe sometimes, but it's um, it's raining a lot right now. So um, I'm not recording in my camper van, um, but I just rented a little bungalow for a few weeks um, because it got a little bit tiring. Small camper van, lots of mud, dog. <laughs> not the fun, not the best part, I know, but I just think it's so wonderful. So you explained to me a little earlier that you sort of divide your year up and you keep a base in Germany and then you're on the road. Yeah, I kept the base. Um, I came back to Germany. So I actually sold all my things back in 2015. And then I moved to Bali. And then my mother, unfortunately, got sick. So I knew I had to spend more time there, um, which I did. And um, I got an apartment again, which I love. <laughs> actually, it was really nice also to put on, I don't know, I think I need roots somewhere. Um, I don't think I want to really live permanently in a camper van or on the road, but I love to be able to combine it both and that I have a business that allows me to travel and work from anywhere. Um, but yeah, my mother died last summer, which is of course sad, but it's um, a little bit of a relief as well because it was like a terminal disease and it's been going on for a really long time and she really left in peace. And um, yeah, so it's kind of a really interesting period for me right now, because now I'm really at that point where 
I make a living from my online business. I, I'm not depending on having to work freelance and or do anything in Germany. And so, yeah, well, what's my next step? I was always saying that I want to leave Hamburg again. And right now I'm like completely overwhelmed. <laughs> Well, and I know that it's it's wonderful actually to have that base. I think that's so important. Um, we did something crazy when we, our children were young and we raised them on a sailboat in the Caribbean. Oh, and my God. I, I think one of the things, although we were out for years, we did not have a base. And I believe that if we'd had a base that we could have come to and just things that you're familiar with, things that just give you, you know, you just take, you know, having a hot shower. <laughs> having a full kitchen to be able to prepare a meal in, uh, we probably would have gone for longer. But I think that I would love to just dig in a little bit about this whole, you know, you're running your business from the road. So I know that you were in corporate and then you stepped out into a completely different field. Well, actually, I was working in advertising agencies. Mm. And then um, I started working as a freelancer because I was, I just got, I don't know, that that career path there, it was like, it was also it was taking over my life. Obviously, advertising is a really stressful environment with really long days and like crazy work weeks. And even though I loved what I'm doing, what I was doing and the teamwork and the creativity and all that. Yeah. So I decided I needed to change something. So I started to work as a freelancer, which freed me up from all that political stuff that's always going on in every company and also allowed me to take more time off to travel, which is like my, you know, I really always love traveling and it's not even my fault. It's my whole family does. My grandmother, she still traveled when she was over 90 years old. So I love she traveled that. everywhere. She was, I think, in her 70s. She traveled to India and then with like her last trip was to New York City and really crazy. That, oh, I love that. But the trip to Bali, and I'm guessing the yoga teacher took you on a different turn. Did that bring in a different element? Obviously, yes, using exactly. your skills of marketing and advertising. Exactly. Then, then I went to Bali for a yoga teacher training because I just thought that would be fun. Fell completely in love with the island. Also started teaching yoga. Um, I never got really deep into it, but a little bit as a traveling yoga teacher. And yeah, so I was like doing everything to make it work so I could spend more time there. And so um, a few years, I just went back to Germany, worked as a freelancer for a few months, and then went back to Bali. And then I started like all different kind of businesses. I was like doing PowerPoint presentations. I actually had a website called the PowerPoint Fairy <laughs> to you, like prettify them up. And um, and then I had a yoga retreat directory and a yoga travel blog. It was just all really not earning any real money, but um, just like, you know, like, and then I was slowly starting helping other yoga teachers with their websites and their marketing. And then I discovered online courses, I think like, and yeah, 2016, I was like, oh my God, that's my business model. I was so excited about it. And so, yeah, so I signed up for Amy Porterfield. I created my first online course. I launched it at the end of 2016. And I think I made like I had like six people buy and made like um, $1,200 or something. 
But you started and look at the journey. So you know, I want to encourage our listeners that it's not necessarily a, the, the big flash of bright light that goes, this is what you need to do. Um, and I've, I've got a question that I'm going to come to with you later, just about that whole transition. Um, but it is a journey. It's a journey in, in pulling those pieces um, together. I'd love to just ask you some totally random questions, Susanna. <laughs> That um, one of them would be, what have been the best resources that have helped you with your business while you're on the road in that, you know, traveling, you obviously need internet, but what resources, and that could be anything. Um, do you have systems in place that Ooh, make for this sure. easy? Yes. yes. So um, I totally rely on Dropbox for backups, like everything is saved in the cloud. And then when you're traveling a lot, you also want to have things, you don't want to have everything in the cloud. You also want to have things on your computer. So I learned that the hard way, um, right? Not to have like that smart sync on and suddenly like, where are all my files? <laughs> They're all in the cloud. Um, and then I set my schedule up very um, so that I only have meetings on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, normally never on a Monday, today is really an exception, and never on a Friday. So um, so I have more time to travel. And when I'm really traveling, so when I'm like really like traveling every few days, I even try to have meetings only on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, for example. So to Love have everything that. a little bit streamlined. Mm, I like to do that. I theme the days of my week. And I think, you know, so it helps me know what I'm doing um, and kind of get your mind into that the night before even. But I think that's lovely what you do because it gives you time to enjoy what you're doing. So you're not feeling stressed and going, oh, how much time do I need to put into work? You know where your chunks of time are. And I think so that can apply to anybody, even if they're not on the road, is dividing up your week and knowing what the days contain ahead of time. Um, and yeah, theming. I'm a big I, planner. I'm a big planner. I mean, I used to be a project manager, so I can't really help myself. Um, but yeah, I think it's also it's I'm I have a very strong vision I'm very motivated in my business so um that makes it easier I think as well I really love what I'm doing I love uh, working with my clients and my students and even the things that people don't love like social media or writing newsletters I don't mind them right <laughs> There's actually nothing in my business that I hate or something <laughs> <laughs> I could see that on your website because it's funny that was going to be one of my questions is what part of your business brings you the most joy and I thought I can see with what she does that everything brings you joy oh, really? <laughs> and, and that you enjoy it so I think that that is wonderful but I guess that would lead me into you know we were talking about here we are in 2023 and starting our year with your eye on the prize and I, you know taking a look at the word prize yes that can be from a business point of view, but I'd love for you to unpack what is what would you where would you take us with starting 2023 with your eyes on the prize? Oh, I love that. It's such a juicy question. Um, so the last year, um it has been hard, right? So I've been a because there was so much going on in my private life, and yet. I love traveling. It's not always easy to be as productive when you're traveling, like launching new things and stuff, right? So, but I love it. So I want to find that balance. I'm working really hard on that. So I've been able to 
probably increase my revenue by around 20% while working around 30% less. So that's for me is a win. It's not as crazy. Like sometimes in the online world, we compare ourselves with you know, like all those other people who like seemingly out of nowhere get to seven figures or something um, within like one or two years. And like, uh, uh, I'm not there yet. Um, but my goal definitely is to increase my revenue next so in 2023, and find my, maybe find a new base to live. That's okay. like my big prize okay. that um, is one day to be able to actually buy a home. Lovely. That's actually yeah. right now, that's like, you know, I think it's so important when you have revenue goals that it can't be just a number. Right. <laughs> right. And so I- it has to be something, what does it actually mean for your life? Right, that you need to identify that. And, I, you know, I keep hearing the word simplicity coming through various different channels at me. And I love the fact that, you know, you mentioned to me earlier that you have this one program. And so being simple, if we try and launch too many different things and go off in too many different directions, then we just, we, we lose the clarity. And then I think we lose the momentum. Yes, don't it really up. helped me in 2022 to focus on this one program. Mm. It wasn't easy necessarily, right? And there actually, um, I, there was this one online course idea that was in the back of my mind for probably a year and was like, Ugh. and then I was like stopping myself now. And then I tried to launch it and it didn't sell. So I pre-sold it, right? I got like um, two or three people bought it. and was like, no, I'm not going to create it. So I refunded them the money. I was like, oh, I'm actually glad that that didn't work out. But so interesting that really the universe was like supporting me. No, you go in that one direction. And it would have been completely the wrong direction to create that program. It would have led me in a completely, yeah, like would have been really the wrong turn. (laughs) So. So listening, as you say, I think that's so important. I think there needs to be almost, would you say, a sense of peace when you are choosing the direction, when you're picking that prize, that it should give you a sense of peace? Mm, Yeah. Peace maybe, for me, it's more also about joy. I mean, there's a reason why um, I have my products are called something with blissful biz and have the blissful biz podcast I don't even know when I came up with that it was my first membership I think (laughs) it was a low price membership and then I was like just like I actually like that and it's how I run my business and um, so many of my students they have all different kind of lifestyles so some of them have young children at home or they still work full-time and so they have to build their they want to build their online business they're ambitious women but it has to work with their lifestyle it doesn't make sense to tell them no you have to launch this program and then like do a podcast episode and a youtube video and five social media posts each week they're not going to be able to do that and it's not necessary right so no just, i agree so- yeah so that's also to me is is part of the prize is deciding what you are capable of delivering And staying, because you mentioned a little earlier, it's so easy to compare ourselves to the success of others. And if we kind of, to me, stay in our lane, be honest with ourselves as to what our capacity is for 2023, 
I think then, yeah, we'll get that joy, as you say, that bliss, that, um, yeah, lovely word. That um, <laughs> I know the other thing, that one of the questions I'd love to ask you is um, talking about starting this online business that you are helping people do. How do you help people make sure that it aligns with their values? Um, well, it's probably with what I'm sharing. So I try to be the best example and I just thought about that a lot. You know, like when I started, I was just following what my teachers were teaching me, like what everybody else was doing. I feel it was a different, little bit of a different world in 2016, 2017, um, compared to what it is now. And so, for example, I just canceled my deadline funnel account. I'm like, nobody needs to see like a deadline timer on a sales page. It just puts so much fear of missing out pressure that's so unnecessary, right, on people. So I decided, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And my launches look very, very different. And I'm not interested in doing things like a summit because that looks like a nightmare of organization. <laughs> Or, you know, like all those things like affiliates and big launches and just once per year doors open for two weeks and like, oh, no, I don't do that. I don't want to do that. Um, so um, how I see it is really it's about showing up authentically, um, if possible, on video. I think that's so important. That's really how you build a connection. And as a fact, I really share my values um, with my students in a free training that I get, for example, for the incubators, like um, we have a contract. Um, so it's like it, it infuses everything. No, I think that giving ourselves permission again, that, you know, deciding what our values are not being there is so much pressure when you start a new business to follow everybody. And I agree we can learn. Um, but you almost need to look through a different lens and absorb and then go, is this me? Is this how I want to do things? And when you talk about showing up on video, I think that and along with podcasts that help people get to know you because yes. it is, it's a trust factor. There's so many different people doing different things in the online space and there's somebody that's right for everybody. And I think and it's that challenging, of course, for a lot of people. In the beginning, I was like shying away from doing videos for the longest time. I was really struggling with it. But, yeah. And so what was the turning point? Would you just step into it and just keep doing it? What helped you become more confident with video? Um, actually, starting with Instagram stories. <laughs> Because there's a short, just one minute, they disappear the next day. Um, you can use filters, which are helpful, let's face it, so you don't have to worry about your makeup and things. And um, yeah, so that's basically how I got more comfortable. And then it's just like, like with everything, it's practice. I was going to say, did you repurpose those videos? Did you then start using them somewhere else? Um, or did you just focus on building your Instagram channel? No, those Instagram stories, I did never repurpose. Now I start doing that. So when I do an Instagram reel, I try to do like 60 seconds so that I can then upload it and YouTube shorties on Pinterest. 
And so we just started doing that. I have yeah. to set up like the standard operating process. Right. Yeah. I'm loving the YouTube shorts. It's definitely a, a, quite a traffic driver if you do have a YouTube channel. It's yeah. been so interesting to see the numbers. Um, you know, that I have a client, she's a dog trainer, and she's just started doing these short little, you know, the shorts. And mm. yeah, the views are fantastic. So Amazing, well, Susanna, yeah. love what you've been sharing with us. I'd love to ask you about any upcoming projects that you're excited about? How do people work with you? What's next? So there are a lot of updates happening in the Blissful Biz Incubator, which is a six-month mastermind that I'm running where I teach my students basically how to build a profitable online business from um, nailing your niche, your brand message, creating a signature online program, and then growing your audience and learn how to sell it well. So, and then there are a few more um, I'm working on. And probably next year, there are a few more offers coming. Lovely. <laughs> so, in January, I'm going to launch a program that's going to help you sell more. Fantastic. I'm really excited and about I love that. that because I saw something about, you know, selling more without being salesy. And it's something we all want to learn, you know, is how to be authentic in your sales. Exactly. So. But also like giving the um, systems and like processes, how to actually set up a funnel and a landing page and, you know, not just the strategy. I'm always very also step by step. And I also want to make it really easy, provide um, templates and swipe files and other things. Wonderful. Well, for people to find you, really easy. It's at your name. So it's Susanna Riker, and I will have that in the show notes and along with the application um, for this incubator. So that'll be there for everybody in the show notes. And then I'm guessing the best place to connect with you on social would be Instagram. Yes, that's definitely where I hang out. Perfect. So I'll link to that as well. So Susanna, thanks again for being my guest all the way from Portugal. As I shared with Susanna earlier, one of my favorite countries. So lovely that you are there. So to our audience, thank you for listening. If you feel inspired by our conversation today, I'd love for you to share it wherever you like to share your content. And if you'd like to find other resources, tips, and tools for your solopreneur journey, stop by my resources page at carolclegg.com. And so here we are in 2023. I encourage you to explore your own way of connecting, inspiring, and creating this week that will bring joy and bliss into your world. Until the next time, bye-bye.